Welcome to the Chronically Living and How to Make the Most of It podcast. I'm Kelsey Harris, a chronic pain warrior, here to inspire hope and strength to the Spoonie community. Get ready to lift each other up and find ways to live the best life possible. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show this week. Thanks for listening in. I don't know what everybody else's weather's like, but I got caught in a torrential downpour and uh, it wasn't overly fun. Not that I mind the rain too much, but it's definitely better than snow. (laughs) So today's episode is on mental health and its connection to our physical health. Body-mind connection is something I mentioned before. Last week's episode with Queenie, uh, she discussed body-mind connection as well. So it's definitely something that's going to come up quite often. And I think that we really need to be aware of what is going on with both uh, our physical conditions, which are not particularly fun, and uh, how we're thinking about our, our physical conditions and our mental health. So as many of you probably do know, or maybe don't, uh, I am a counselor in training or a therapist in training, depending on what uh, word you like to use. I'm doing my master's degree at Yorkville University. Fantastic program, by the way. And I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty great. And that's part of the reason we're talking about mental health is because I'm very passionate about it and I want to make sure that we are discussing it and it's not a taboo subject because it really shouldn't be. And many of you tuning in are probably dealing with some kind of mental health condition, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, but we'll talk about that in a moment. So mental health problems are very common for chronic illness. And I'm talking like way more common than the rest of the population. I'm gonna read you guys some stats from the Canadian Mental Health Association. So first of all, there's two, two aspects of this. Individuals with severe mental illness are actually more susceptible to get a chronic illness. And often that's because uh, they, if if mental illness is quite severe, they're not able to take care of themselves as well. And then the second part is though people with chronic illness, probably like many of you tuning in, are more likely to experience mental illness, in particular depression and anxiety. So actually at two to three times the rate of the rest of the population, So if you are struggling, you are not alone. Many, many people with chronic illness are struggling. And to be honest, many people in general are struggling. Mental illness is starting to become more acknowledged and talked about, but we're still not there. A lot of people still don't want to acknowledge or share their, their struggles. But again, looking at the chronic illness perspective, we are a bit more likely to run into some mental health problems. So what physical illnesses are more likely to be, I'm going to use the uh, the technical term verse, comorbid, which basically means coexist. So which physical illnesses, chronic conditions are likely to coexist with mental illness? First of all, um, and these are all, by the way, from the Canadian Mental Health Association, as well as um, I did some extra research from, I think it was uh, a U.S. Uh, and IMH as well. So diabetes is associated with depression, anxiety, and schizophrenia. Heart disease and stroke is associated with depression. Respiratory conditions such as COPD, 
chronic bronchitis and asthma are associated with anxiety, depression, and panic disorder. So panic disorder specifically with asthma, which I think is quite interesting, but kind of makes sense because if you're struggling to breathe, you might panic because of that. Uh, different types of cancers are associated with depression. It's quite common. There's also some evidence that correlates schizophrenia with cancer. So I guess a lot of people with schizophrenia do have cancer, which is also quite interesting. Arthritis, and this can be any type of arthritis, whether it's age-related, uh, serratic arthritis, like my friend Katie talked about in episode three, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus-related arthritis, uh, Basically, any type of arthritis is is uh, related to mood and anxiety disorders of any type. Epilepsy, MS, HIV and AIDS, Parkinson's disease, and lupus are all strongly associated with depression as well. So if you have any of these conditions and you're experiencing any of these struggles, it's, it's really not overly surprising. So does this mean if you have a mental illness you will get a chronic physical illness. No. What it means is that you are at slightly higher risk to develop one. Does this mean if you have a chronic physical illness, you will get a mental illness? No. So again, it puts you at slightly higher risk. But no guarantees. And we're going to talk about ways that we can try to avoid that. So personally, I have had my own struggles with anxiety. I had them mostly at the beginning of when I was experiencing chronic pain and my diagnosis slash not diagnosis slash new diagnosis slash I don't know if they really know uh, what I'm struggling with, but that's okay. Um, but that makes sense why I had a lot of anxiety at the beginning. However, I worked a lot on personal growth and I sought out therapy and all of these things. And I, cause I didn't want to feel that way anymore. So I came a long way. I've come a long way with, uh, with anxiety, but I definitely know what it's like to have that. So before we kind of go any further, I just want to talk about some symptoms of depression and anxiety um, because I think sometimes we don't know if we have and some of these symptoms actually overlap with chronic illnesses. So it's, you kind of got to be aware of what's going on. So first of all, we'll talk about symptoms of depression. So right off the hop, sadness, irritability, Feelings of hopelessness or worthlessness. Loss of pleasure in things that you normally have enjoyed. Extra fatigue or lack of energy. Now again, this one is strong related with a lot of chronic physical illnesses. But if you maybe notice it a bit more than normal. Trouble concentrating. Again, that can be associated with chronic physical illnesses. So you just kind of got to be aware weight loss or gain and i'm gonna say again i know this is an overlapping one i think when it's thoughts of suicide 
um, which could lead to attempts. But even if you're just having a lot of thoughts of suicide, be aware that you know occasional passing thought is normal for a lot of people, but continuous thoughts of it is not. And that is a, a big sign of depression. And body aches and pains, which again, most of us, most of you listening, including myself, probably have those anyway. So, um, you know, depression is totally treatable. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a moment, but just kind of reflect for a minute on those symptoms and hopefully you're not experiencing any or too many of them. But if you are, uh, and you haven't really thought that maybe you have depression, just keep it in mind. Again, there's nothing to say that you do. We're just discussing possibilities here. Uh, symptoms of anxiety include excessive worry, agitation, restlessness, fatigue again, difficulty concentrating again, irritability, feeling physically tense as well, having trouble sleeping, having panic attacks, avoiding certain situations, people, places, things, and irrational fears. So anxiety is is typically our estimation our overestimation of danger. So we think something's really dangerous and our underestimation of our ability to cope with it. Most of the time we can cope with whatever the you know, quote unquote dangerous situation is, but we have to believe we're able to. I'm going to read you guys a quote. Your body hears everything your mind says. The quote is from Naomi Judd, the uh, country music singer. I'm just going to give you a little sample, quick sample because copyright. So in case anybody doesn't know who Naomi Judd is, um, there is, of course, a body-mind connection right in the quote. You know, your body hears everything your mind says. I think that's very true. If you are feeling, let's do a really basic example. You're feeling very stressed. You have thoughts about how difficult something's going to be, how much you don't want to do something, how much work you have. Everything's kind of getting overwhelming. Your body is likely to tense up. You're likely to have more aches and pains. Your body really feels that stress. So when it comes to physical and mental illness and kind of how they relate, it's not surprising that if you are feeling sad because you have a physical illness and you can't do as much stuff as you used to do or you know, you're worried about your life and how it's going to play out or the burden you have on your family, you can see how the, those kind of thoughts might lead to feelings of sadness and hopelessness and worthlessness and potentially depression. So I think this is why there is a greater risk of having both a physical and mental illness together, uh, especially with chronic health conditions. So how do we reduce the risk? Because I know you guys are thinking about that. If you're not actually struggling right now, but you're like, oh my gosh, I have a physical illness, I have a chronic condition, and I really don't want to get depression or anxiety, which is probably what most people are feeling. Um, there are some things you can do. 
So first of all, my personal favorite is self-care, which can be anything from taking a bath to hanging out with friends, eating a healthy meal, going for a walk. Basically, anything that makes you feel good is self-care. And engaging in lots of self-care is very helpful. The second thing you can do is talking about your feelings. So who can we talk about that with? Well, if you have a great support network in your family and friends, that is a great place to start. It's also free. Um, and family and friends can be very helpful to a point. So there's always a point where they it may not be enough or may not be the kind of support you need. And even if you communicate that, it doesn't necessarily make it's going to change because your family and friends are very close to you. So where else can you go? There are support groups for pretty much every type of chronic illness. So those are great things to look into. I know right now it's a little bit difficult because of the pandemic, but that doesn't mean that there aren't support groups on the internet. So it's just worth a, a look, a little Google search, see what you can find there. And of course a therapist, which I understand mental health care isn't cheap, but it is really important and talking to someone who is completely non-judgmental and really will hear you and try to come up with ways to help you deal with your emotions and your thoughts and even some of your physical symptoms can be very, very beneficial. So I, I really recommend looking into that option. And the third thing that you can do um, to reduce your risk is determine what good can come from your illness. So this is just in a mindset or an attitude shift. So if you go back and listen to episode four, I talk about finding positivity in your illness. And I think this is really important for helping reduce the risk of depression and anxiety. So what do you do if you are already experiencing depression, and anxiety? And I know some people listening might be thinking, oh my gosh, like I've... <laughs> I feel really depressed. So first of all, if you're if you're saying that to yourself, you're acknowledging that, and that's a really good place to start. If you're not already seeing a therapist, again, mental health care, I get it. It's a bit expensive. It's not always covered by insurance, but it's completely worth it. You just need to find the right therapist. There are lots of different types of therapies. There's also lots of different lengths of therapies. So you don't, I know when, I, before I started doing my master's I always thought of therapy as like a long-term thing but there are tons of short-term therapies there's drop-in therapy there's therapy that only lasts six sessions or 10 sessions or 20 sessions and yet there is therapy that lasts longer it really depends on you and your needs and what type of uh, therapy you go to so cognitive behavioral therapy or solution focused therapy or psychodynamic therapy, they're all a little bit different, but they will all help you deal with any mental health problem that you're help having at the moment, just a slightly different ways. You really need to commit yourself to getting well physically and mentally. So for me, I made that commitment oh, almost four years ago. And I basically went through my, my bad breakup and said to myself, one day I just 
so basically one morning I woke up and I said to myself, you know what? I need to, I need to get better physically and I need to get better mentally. I can't have this anxiety more. It's not helping my life. I don't want to feel as physically terrible as I do. It's not helping my life. I want my life to be a lot better. I want my future relationships to be a lot better. So I'm going to make some changes. And then I did. I went and got a physiotherapist, a chiropractor, a naturopath, and of course a psychotherapist. I put a lot of time and effort and money into these things and they have really helped me a lot. But you have to make that commitment. Because if you don't, if you're just listening and you're like, I'll just go. I'll just go and see what it's like. It won't work. Guaranteed it won't work. You have to want to get better and you have to want to put the effort into it because as, as a, lot, a lot of you probably know, dealing just with your physical illness, it does take a lot of effort and dealing with any mental illness is going to do the same. You're going to have to put a lot of work into personal growth and, and yourself, but it is completely worth it. And the final thing you can do if you already have depression or anxiety, is don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. So one thing is, if you really don't want to see a therapist, depression does often, not always, but often go away on its own after about a year. That seems like a long time to feel depressed though. So again, this can happen a lot faster if we go to a therapist. But even if, uh, you know, I, I, just, I really just don't want you guys to give up on yourselves. You won't feel this way forever. You don't have to feel this way forever, physically or mentally. And I know physically it's harder for us to really think about because if you have a chronic condition, typically that means it's not going to go away or it might take a long time to go away. But you don't have to feel the way you feel right now, I guess is my point, because there are ways that we can try to find in people and professionals we can consult with to try to help some of our symptoms so just don't give up. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening today. I, I hope this helps you guys. I hope you feel some hope. This podcast is about trying to make the most of our chronic life. <laughs> so dealing with all of our problems, physical and mental, are very important. And I, I really hope you feel a bit of inspiration right now. Because there's no reason that you have to, again, feel this way forever. Uh, I really would appreciate if you guys reviewed and rate the show. That way I can bring you better content and know exactly what you guys are looking for. So right now I'm doing a little promotion. If you review or rate the show um, by Wednesday, 12 p.m. Eastern time each week, I will give you a shout out on air, which is pretty cool. Uh, and <laughs> if you review it by the Sunday at 5 p.m. each week, I will give you a shout out in the show notes and on Instagram. I'm also going to add a little extra one right now. Um, you can also get a five-minute guest spot on an episode. If you desire, you just have to let me know that, <laughs> either in the review or in a DM on Instagram. You can also DM me on Instagram if you have a question or a topic you would like discussed, whether you want to come on air and discuss that with me or you want me to discuss it solo or with a professional. Um, we can definitely make that happen. Or you can also DM me on Instagram if you think you'd make an awesome guest. So either a community member, so if you're part of the Spoonie or Warrior community and you want to share your story and offer some hope and inspiration, 
or if you are a professional in physiotherapy, chiropractics, rheumatology, pain management, naturopathy, basically any any kind of professional healthcare, and you want to come on, just uh, DM me and let me know. We can definitely discuss some possibilities there. Guys, please have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Chronically Living Podcast. If you love this week's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Until next week, stay strong.